0: we are talking about the threefold nature of man. And I'm going to go right away into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're talking right now about the soul. We talked about God's program from the Spirit. God gives you a brand new spirit. So my job, your job, feed the Spirit. Number two, we have the responsibility of renewing our minds. And that's what the Scripture tells us, Romans chapter 12, and verse 2. Let's read it. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed, very important word, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word prove means to test with an expectation of acceptance. In other words, God is saying, check me out, test me. And Malachi says, prove me now herewith when God talks to people about paying the tithe. He says, check me out, prove me, demonstrate this. Prove can also mean experience. Renew your mind so that you can be transformed and experience the will of God. So let me just say this, until your mind has been renewed You will not experience the fullness of what God has for you. And the whole idea behind this passage, living in three dimensions, is to have the peace of God, spirit, soul, and body. Now may the God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. If you don't understand the functions of each of these parts, spirit, soul, and body, if you don't know what we're to do with each part. If you don't know that, you will not experience the peace of God completely in your life. So we're now talking about the importance of renewing your mind. When you renew your mind, you are replacing your old thoughts with new thoughts from another place. This is what will transform you. Now this word transform is also uh, translated transfigured. And it's what happened to Jesus when He went up on the mountain of transfiguration and He began to glow. And His apostles, uh, Peter, James, and John, that saw Him were blown away uh, when they saw Jesus like this. And uh, they would see Him like this later in His glorified body. But it was a little foretaste of where He was headed. He was transformed. It is the Greek word metamorpho, and it is used in Romans 12 too in the present continuous tenses, which would indicate that this transformation is not a one-time event because of the tense of the verb that's used. It is an ongoing process. So you and I are being continually transformed. Uh, I said it the other day, it is like uh, filling up your car with gas. Just because you were filled up once doesn't mean you're filled up again tomorrow. Now, I'm not filling up uh, my spirit. My spirit, I'm feeding, but I'm renewing my mind. That's the point that we're talking about today, transforming the mind. Now, we use this term to describe what happens to a caterpillar when it becomes a butterfly. It is transformed. It goes through a metamorphosis. Now think about this. The butterfly experiences things that the caterpillar cannot. The butterfly can fly around, move from plant to plant. Listen to me. The caterpillar, he's earthbound. He is stuck to the plant on which he crawls. And so uh, that butterfly emerges and he develops a whole new power that the caterpillar did not have. You know what a lot of Christians are like? They're, They're like the caterpillar. They have the capacity to fly like the butterfly and to be freed and to soar above all of the things that would bind them and hold them down, but they do not know how to be transformed. And we are transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, I would say it like this. There's a butterfly inside you, but you're living like a worm. And it's important that we quit living like worms and start living like the butterflies. So how then do I do this? Well, the scripture says we have to renew our minds. We are not returning to our thoughts. You know, it wouldn't do me any good to go back to the way I used to think. I never had good thoughts, and you didn't either. As human beings, we did not have the good thoughts. But the thing that we go back to is the thinking that God planned for us to have originally. So we are renewing to God's intention, not so much what we experienced in the past. So that's what we mean when we say renew the mind. I hear people say this a lot. You need to learn to think for yourself. I'm telling you what, there is no such thing. Nobody thinks for himself. All of the thoughts, regardless of where you go, they are somebody else's thoughts first. Young people who say, well, I'm thinking for myself. No, you went to college or you got around a group of friends and you picked up a certain attitude and you think you're thinking for yourself, but what you've done is you've just shifted philosophies. You cast away a philosophy that maybe you grew up with and you've embraced a philosophy that you heard from somebody else and you're calling that thinking for yourself, but it's still very much groupthink. And so there is no such thing as thinking for yourself. You are going to experience somebody's groupthink. And that's why it's so very important that you think with God. Take on God's groupthink. Take on the thinking of the apostles and the prophets. Take on the thinking of Jesus. That's the thinking that will bring liberation to your life. Now, I want to read to you about how this is accomplished. And it's found in Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, and I said this earlier, even in the Old Testament, God gave people the power to think on His Word and to restore their souls. David said that that could be done in Psalm 23. In the New Testament, we should be much better at it because we have a born-again spirit, and now it should be much easier for us to think on God's Word. But listen to Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Where do I look for Him? Let's keep reading. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Your ways are determined by how you think. You will do what you're thinking. Your thinking determines your ways. The Bible says you've got to learn to change that. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God For he will abundantly pardon. God wants to forgive us of things that we thought that were stupid, things that we thought that were rebellious, things that we thought that were unwholesome. God wants to forgive us. Then he says in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now I want to explain that right quick cuz there's a lot of confusion about this. When people think about God's ways are not our ways, they almost always are talking about some tragedy that they don't understand and then they say, "Well, we don't understand the ways of God." Think about this. God's ways are higher than my ways. That means here are my ways, his are even beyond mine. It doesn't say that his ways are opposite from mine, lower than mine. They're even higher than mine. If I wouldn't kill someone else's child to teach them a lesson, do you think that God would do that? Somebody said, well, God permits it. Well, God permits all kinds of evil every every day, all day long. Do you think that God wants that evil to happen? You see, God permits choice, and if God shut down every evil on planet Earth, immediately, overnight, the whole Earth would change, and it would be a planet of robots. We would have no choice but to follow God. As long as people have the power to choose good and evil, there will be evil because people will choose it. You and I have to be careful that we don't give credit to God for something that he did not do or that he did not purpose, he did not will. But you see, a lot of people think that because we are now believers, that everything that happens in our lives must come from God. There's two scriptures I want to give you. Uh, one of them is James 4 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Another one is uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. It talks about the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith how do you know what to resist? If you don't know what's coming from God or what's coming from the evil one, how do you know what to resist? There's only one place that you can go to to show you where things come from. Jesus said the thief comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That's John 10. He said, I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. And boy, There's so many people who are confused, and they're not thinking God's thoughts. It is when you think God's thoughts that you reprogram your life. I'll give you a great little illustration. Uh, Proverbs 22:8 says, "The rod of your anger will fail." You know, I grew up in a home where people lost their tempers. My father did some. My mother really did. My grandfather, mother's uh, dad, really did, and uh, had uncontrollable tempers, and they had faith. In their tempers. They believed that they could get what they wanted by releasing their temper. They believed that it didn't hurt anybody when they released their temper. And so I grew up and I had a problem with my temper. And I was developing in that. And one day I read this verse, Proverbs 22.8, and I said, you know what? I got to change my thinking because I will never move myself forward by losing control of my temper. Never. I've got to quit thinking that losing my temper doesn't hurt me and others, and it doesn't gain me one thing. The Bible says the rod of your anger will fail. I renewed my mind to that. And so anytime I am tempted to lose my cool, that's one thing I bring to my mind. I'm not going to lose my cool because the rod of your anger will fail. That's what I mean by reprogramming your thinking, learning to think like God thinks. That's how we do it. Well, that's all the time I have for this today, but we're not done. We're going to pick this up tomorrow, and uh, we're going to talk more about how to think God's thoughts, how to renew your mind, and it's through this process that you learn to have great peace in your soul. We'll see you tomorrow.